Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Sinead Grimes-Beach. And I'm Annalyn McCord. After years spent playing best friends on screen on 90210. And fighting like hell behind the scenes. Ah, yes. How could I forget? <laughs> we made it out of our time in Young Hollywood on a show that shared names with the most iconic zip code in the world. Bonded for life, but not without a shit ton of baggage in tow. Now we are back together letting it all hang out on our new podcast, Unzipped. Tune in and unzip with us and our brilliant guests every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And today I'm really excited because I'm joined by... Amanza Smith from Selling Sunset. So you're all the way in LA and we're all the way in Dubai. I'm really excited to have you. I wanted to talk to you about co-parenting because what I've understood when I when I do my podcast that people really love to get away, sort of takeaways on things that will help them in everyday life. And co-parenting is one of the questions that come up all the time. And I think when you're, uh, you know, in the limelight and you're famous or you're doing shows like this, you have to have a good relationship at some point with your ex-husband because, you know, you're both working partners, right? Well, that's an interesting topic in itself. Uh, We were very good co-parents until about two years ago. And now we actually don't even know where he is. And I've been a single fully, fully 100% just mama, single parent. It'll be two years on August 26th. So that's an interesting topic because it's been a huge transition in our life the past two years. He was a really good co-parent. We had a system. They went to daddy for a week and mommy for a week. It was like clockwork every other week for the past. It had been for seven years, I guess. And we don't know. One day he just, I guess, decided he couldn't do it anymore. And he dropped the kids off at school and he literally disappeared from the face of the earth. 
So um, I don't know if you knew that tidbit. I did not know that. <laughs> Sorry. I do watch the show and I'm a big fan. Wasn't expecting that one. Yeah. Hey, bomb drop. Um, yes. Yeah, that was, maybe um, I missed that episode. <laughs> well, no, no, this is the thing. On the show, it was very new. When we started filming, this incident didn't occur until about a month into filming, maybe less, maybe three weeks into filming. It was one of those things where nobody knew what the fuck was going on. I mean, still don't, to be quite honest. And I didn't know what I could share. I didn't know what I wanted to share on the show. I tiptoed around it because I thought, okay, if he's just going to be gone two weeks, a week, a month, I didn't know what had happened. So I was very gentle with the subject and I alluded to it and people knew something was going on, but they just weren't, it wasn't totally clear. So I've since in press had a chance to tell my story and make it more clear to the viewers because I watched the show too. And I was like, "Mm." it just looked like I was late all the time and totally scatterbrained and stressed for whatever reason. But behind the scenes, it was a huge, a huge big deal was going on. And um, still is, but it's a lot more settled now, but yeah, it was right in the midst of filming. I just started filming this reality show where I have cameras following my life. And then this happened and it was like, Whoa, overnight I became a full-time single parent unexpectedly unannounced. Yeah. We were picking up pieces and mending little broken hearts. And I was trying to keep sane and just go with the flow. But now we're filming seasons four and five and I've opened up a little bit more. I, I kind of choose to just um, focus on the kids and my career now, but I did give, you know, kind of a base of what happened so that the viewers wouldn't be so lost this season. I have the freedom to say whatever I want, because to be quite honest, I have, I'm not protecting anyone anymore except for my babies and myself. And it's been a real situation for two years. He's gone. He just disappeared. Maybe he's in Dubai. I don't know. That's pretty far away. (laughs) We can't find him here. So um, we don't know where he's at. We don't know why he left, but it's been a real roller coaster of emotions. And as you, you know, you can imagine you're, you're a parent and it's, no, I'm it's struggling a crazy with situation. this for a minute. As you know, I did reality TV. That's where this, this podcast came from. And that's what, you know, like all of these things that even no matter how hard they are, they really help people. I did one last week on narcissism and it's fascinating. And your story is, I mean, I'm kind of blown away because I know how hard it is. When I was filming, my ex-husband didn't particularly love the filming or didn't want any part of it in a way. It's hard when you have a partner that doesn't support you anyway. And it's hard because, right. you know, filming is hours and hours and hours. You know, it always looks glamorous to everyone else, but, you know, behind the scenes, it's really not. Yeah. And it takes yeah. hours. So it's very hard if you're a single parent or a parent on a budget, you know, it's not easy. So, you know, you really have to have a support system around you. I read somewhere that you've just become, you became a realtor before the show, right? So that's also going back to school and all of these things. I did become a realtor quick. Um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I did it in a sort of non-traditional way. It was almost not a dare, but it was kind of like everyone in the office was, I worked in the, in the brokerage already. I worked in the office as their interior design specialist because I do interior decorating. And, you know, Jason was like, you should really just get your real estate license. You're around it all the time. You see these houses, you're in and out. Even if you didn't want to actively go out and try, try, try to sell, you could do, you know, referrals and that's, that's extra money in your account. And so I was like, Uh, I'm an artist. I'm like, I don't really like to read. I haven't been to school for a hundred (laughs) years. Do I really want to like pick up a book and study? So I kind of just dared myself. I literally, I bought all the books and I knew my, I know myself. I'm like, I'm not going to read these. They like sat and collected dust on my bedside table. 
And so I took a seminar on a Saturday for like nine hours. And I took a seminar on a Sunday for nine more hours. And I took the test on Monday and I passed. And so I just walked in the office. I was like, oh, guess who's a real estate agent? And it was that easy for me. I don't know if it's easy for everybody. I get shit sometimes because I'm like the quirky, funny one in the group. But I'm like, guys, I'm really, really smart. You don't know. Um, So yeah, I'm a real estate agent and I do know how to sell properties. And I have, but my passion lies with design because that's just been my passion since I was a kid. And I know I'm really good at that. I can sell a house. I don't wake up like dreaming, you know, wake up dreaming. I don't go to sleep dreaming of selling houses. I go to bed dreaming of decorating beautiful spaces, but I just happen to also be a real estate agent. Well, now you can sell the house and decorate it afterwards. That is, yeah, that's the plan. Actually, I stage it because, you know, you stage it to sell and then sell it and then decorate. It's yes. like three paychecks. It's, so, it's yeah, actually, that's it's actually amazing. <laughs> You know, one of the biggest things that I think women suffer with when they when they divorce and, you know, look, you've been left in an unbelievable position that, you know, a lot of women don't know how to go out there and sort of conquer the world. It's like there's something about a mother when she's left in fight or flight mode and you've gone out, got yourself a real estate license. You are selling houses, renovating them on a TV show in the space of two years. It's pretty amazing. I mean, your mama, you know, there's nothing in the world like fighting for your children or making things happen for your children. We should always, always do it for ourselves. But you know, some of us, it's, it's not always as easy to take care of yourself as it is someone else. That's called codependency, but <laughs> that's a different topic. Yeah. You don't have a choice and that's, they give me the most motivation of anything on the planet thank God, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing, but, um, I have no choice. I have to pay our rent and pay our bills and pay for school and <laughs> everything that comes with kids. So I've been blessed. I'm really grateful for the show. At first it was, you know, it was really crunchy when Ralph, his name is Ralph, when their dad left because I was doing this reality show. But at the same time, it was a real blessing because it gave me a platform to do things also like this and speak other women that have reached out to me that have had similar situations. And, you know, you hear so many stories and it helps you. It helps me. It helps them at the end of the day. Like I'm not the only one. My situation isn't the worst out there. And I've been blessed with a lot of resources to help, you know, help manage it. Let's discuss one of my favorite brands, Brothies. Their styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles. They're fully machine washable and they're available in tons of shapes, styles and colors. So you'll always find the right pair for you. I mean, I love Rothy's because you can literally screw them up in a ball and shove them in a washing machine. You can fold them double when you pack. It makes them really, really easy to take around with you. Everyone's wearing them from celebrities and they were voted the most comfortable and cute flats you'll never tire of wearing by Pop Sugar. So who better to interview or talk about how comfortable Rothy's really are? Well, the clients, of course. Lisa L says these shoes are like walking on clouds. Julie A says there's no break-in period, no blisters, just pure comfort. And that's why Rothy's are the number one best-selling shoe. Upgrade your closet today with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash dnd and find your new favorites today. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash dnd. Let's get back to the show. It's such a cowardice, sort of coward way to deal with things, isn't it? 
when you've got mm. kids and everything else. Because if you just sit down and have an adult conversation, we're all quite reasonable. And look, at some point, all of us would quite like to run away. <laughs> I can't. I don't have a choice. I don't get to have a mental breakdown. I don't get to have, I don't get to check out. I mean, I never would, but you just think there has to be something incredibly wrong with his head for this to happen because it wasn't like he was a deadbeat father. He didn't go from being a deadbeat father to worse. He went from being an amazing, connected, like showed up for everything father to just gone. So in my head, I still, I think I'm holding on to the belief that maybe there's something mentally wrong with him because I would, I don't want to go to, oh, he's just actually a piece of crap, you know? I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but the longer it goes by, I'm just like, mm, I don't know. I think maybe I need to stop being so kind to him in his absence for maybe no reason. Everything must go through your mind. I mean, you know, if he's hurt or, I mean, it's just awful. How do you explain this to the children? Did you explain We've it? had, yeah, I mean, we've had many talks and the first thing, and, and you know, like I said, still, Somewhere in my head, I feel that maybe he's had, maybe he's mentally not right because I can't imagine that he would just leave his kids. And my kids are so wise and so mature for their age. And, you know, it's been, it's moved through different levels of, as you can imagine, it's not like a death. It wasn't like daddy died and we mourn it and then we're over it. It's like being ghost. Yeah, it's worse. It's like being ghosted. You know, when you're dating, you get ghosted. It's the worst feeling because you're like, what happened? Was it me? Did they fall off a bridge? Did they fall off? You're thinking everything under the sun. So yeah, it's worse. It's just like an empty, no closure. But we've had many talks and the kids have moved through different phases. Obviously they're, you know, obviously they're sad. They were way, way, way more sad two years ago. There was a lot of tears. There's been a lot of tears from me. It's overwhelming at times because, you know, I do get angry. Sometimes I I am a really good mother. I love being a mom. It's one of my most proud, you know, positions in life. And I get frustrated because there's times where I'm not able to be the great mom that I know I have the ability to be because there's so much on my plate that I'm just, there's not enough of me to give, you know? So then I get angry because I'm like, if he was here, then I wouldn't be having to do all of this. And da, da, da. Yeah. I mean, my kids, they're so cool for 10 and 11. They're really like these wise, mature, very understanding, compassionate kiddos. And I think the older they are getting, they appreciate and, you know, they do miss their time with me sometimes, and, but they do understand it. They see how hard I'm working and they know that it's for them, for us. But at the end of the day, they're still kids. So, you know, it's it comes with a lot of mom guilt <laughs> at times. You know, you go to bed and you're like, did I do a good job today? Or was I just pushing them away because I had, you know, 18 Zoom calls or I was running out to meetings or, you know, mom guilt's a real thing. I don't believe in mom guilt. You're doing the best you can. And, you know, like I used to beat myself up because I've worked all their lives you know, before this, I had 50 employees. I was pregnant with twins and I was raising, you know, have many millions of pounds. And like, that was before the show. Honestly, I don't believe in it because I think you're just believing you're, what you're doing is setting a great example for your children because, you know, of what needs to be done to get things done. And they'll appreciate yeah. it in the end. And if you didn't start out, you know, staying at home the whole time, it's not a great shock to the system. So what about his family? Does he have family? Okay, yeah, he does. 
that's the part where I'm very vocal, even to my kids about my frustration and disappointment, because even if he's had a mental breakdown, even if he were on drugs, his family's not. And he does, he has a, his mother and father live in California. Um, they were very close to my kids. He has one sister and she's married and they have four kids, my children's cousins, and they were all very close. They spent every Christmas, the kids would wake up at mommy's house halfway through the day. They would go to daddy's because his family was here and my family's not. So they would have that family vibe with the cousins and the grandparents. And that also has just gone away. Not one single person, not one single member from his family has reached out. I've attempted, I can't even tell you how many times I have about probably 25 people that have, you know, over the years, over the past two years come out and to me, like Ralph's friends asking me the story. I have his best friend on the East coast that he's been best friends with for over 20 years, completely baffled. He never went more than four days without speaking to this man in the 20 years they've been friends. He's completely blown away. He's tried reaching out to the family. I filed a missing persons report. The police have questioned the family. The police actually came to me and said, we've questioned the family. They say they know nothing, but they seem shady, but they can't. They're like, but we, what do we do? They say they don't know where he's at. And the police, the investigators, like I've been doing this for like, you know, however many years they have to know where he's at or else they would be looking also. And they'd be asking you, have you seen him? Or they would be worried. And there's no sense of like, they're just like, we don't know. We haven't seen him. He doesn't contact us. I've reached out to the mom. I've reached out to the dad. I've reached out on Facebook, on Instagram, through text message, voice memos. I mean, I've stopped. I've, I probably haven't reached out to them in like maybe a year just because it was to the point where at first I was nice. I was worried. Have you seen Ralph? Do you know what's going on? Is he okay? The children are questioning. We're heartbroken. What's happening? What's happening? And then to no, no avail. And then it was like, where the fuck is Ralph? Like, what is going on? How are you not reaching out to see your grandchildren? Do you not care how they are? Uh, there's nothing in me that wants to protect their feelings or what they're thinking. Because to me, it's the most, it's like a, it's like a movie. It's like a lifetime movie, to be honest. I it's tell worse the story than a movie. Like, what like, am I missing? Like, I, at least I thought you'd be like crying into the mother's arms together. Like, what the actual fuck? Right. So let me get this right. The best friends haven't seen him. No one, none of his friends have seen him. No one has seen him. No one has spoken to him. And the family has responded to no one. In fact, I've had so many people reach out to the sister and brother-in-law like over Facebook and what will happen, they'll send a message the next day, they'll be blocked. So we have, I have one friend who didn't reach out so that she could kind of watch their page and see if they saw anything or any pictures or any, and then nothing. It's actually insane. He has a girlfriend or had a girlfriend. I don't know if they're still together or broken up that they lived with when my kids, when they all were together, they lived together. They've questioned her. She says she, that they're not together anymore. Honestly, I've gone through so many stages. At first, I couldn't even deal with like trying to find him because I was just in go mode. And then once everything kind of settled in our lives and we kind of like moved into this new routine of like, oh, okay, it's just us. Here we go. Then all the emotions started to hit me. And it actually, I went into a pretty bad depression for like, I don't know, maybe seven, eight months ago, six, seven months ago. Because in my head, I was like, okay, you know what? I want to find him. This is ridiculous. I don't, the police aren't doing anything. Like I was on a mission. 
I hired like a private investigator. I was just on a mission to find him, but then I, and I was doing press about it every day, but I realized quickly it was making me more depressed, just like constantly talking about it. My kids were constantly hearing about it and it was emotionally draining. And I literally laid in bed for like, not like for three full days. I didn't get out of bed. I wasn't crying. I was just sleeping. And I was like, oh my God, this is depression. This is what you hear on TV. Like, oh, if you can't get out of bed and all you want to do is sleep. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's me. And I think it was just taking a toll on me. So I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. He doesn't want to be found. I'm not going to, I'm just going to stop looking. I need to focus on my kids. I need to focus on my career. I can't be laying in bed depressed. He clearly doesn't want to be found. I don't want to find somebody that doesn't want to be found. If he wants to come back, he will. At that point, we'll figure out like what he gets to do moving forward, if anything, with his children. But right now, he's gone. So let's just let him do his thing. And I kind of felt better afterwards because I was just, it was taking a huge toll on everything. Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at now. I can talk about it without sobbing. I can talk. It's just, it just is what it is. I will write a book one day. (laughs) I think his parents and his family are worse than him. I really do. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. What the actual fuck? When you hire a, a private detective, they they couldn't find anything? So it didn't even really get that far because I decided quickly that I didn't want to look anymore. The, we were having, it was a female and I was going to have her, the first thing was to go, you know, to where he used to live and go into the, to the building and see if the address was still there or if there was any movement, if they still lived there, if, if the girlfriend still lived there. And I actually just decided like before she ever did any groundwork, I was like, I don't want to do it. Like maybe, maybe in the future, but right now just forget it. Like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do anything. I don't know what's worse. Like just continuing to think he's had a mental breakdown. Or if I found out that he lived up the street with his girlfriend, I think that's a harder pill to swallow at this point. People have asked me, what would you do? What if he just showed up on the door tomorrow? What would you do? What if you saw him? I'm like, I don't know. I could either sob and break down and hug him or totally go batshit crazy and beat the crap out of him. I don't know what I would do. It's insane. It is. It's worse than a movie. It's like, this is a movie, a crazy story. Most people are just like, holy, what the fuck? And then literally last year I had somebody liken me in the press to Carol Baskin. Like I had somehow (laughs) made him disappear. I'm like, yeah, I just woke up one day and decided, Hey, I just want to be a full-time single mom with no help. Like, no, that's not what happened. I did not ask for this. It's not something anybody would ask for. Come on. You're pretty fucking amazing. I have to say, when I asked you about co-parenting, this was not the answer I was waiting for. <laughs> but uh, Ladies and uh, gentlemen, Amanda. Amanda's life. Fuck me. And we'll be turning this into the movie very soon. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Amanda. First of all, you're on that show, rocking it very publicly, very beautifully and very gracefully with all this going on, because frankly, most people will have lost their shit by now. I think more than the son, if he's run away to do whatever coward, you know, cowards do, that the parents have a lot more to answer for, the sister, the, the whole family, to do that to young children who can't understand and, you know, very hard to make peace with this. Sometimes, you know, death would have been, is easier to mourn because at least you know yeah. what you're dealing with. You know, this is, yeah. this is so disgusting on any level. I'm absolutely floored by this. But, you know, all you can do is show, you know, I think you're right. Why should he see 
see the pain he's put you through anymore. You know, like coming out the other side and glowing on TV and doing it all without him, when it does hit him and with men somehow, and I've seen this a lot, women mourn in the beginning and men tend to think later, shit, what have I done? It will hit him. We don't know when, but it does. It always does. And he's going to miss a pretty big fucking chunk of his children's life. And whether they take him back or not, which is probably, you know, going to be very hard for him to regain their trust at this point. The, the best thing that you can do is what you're doing with grace and uh, humility. And you know what? The parents, I mean, I, I just have no words. Yeah. You know what I mean, though? You go through all these different scenarios. Thousand percent. None of which I would do, but it's like success is the always greatest. A really good revenge i guess if that's what you want to call it and a blessing because look if this had happened two years prior than it did i was still i was just starting to do my design work independently i was still modeling a bit you know how stable that is especially as an older woman with two kids <laughs> very different than you know when i was in my 20s and so i wouldn't have been in a position to take it all on so everything happens for a reason as if he's not in the right mindset to even stick around for his kids, then it's probably best that they weren't in his presence because whatever's going on in that head could not have been healthy, you know, just for them. So I'm a bit of a control freak anyway. So now I get to control every little thing that they do and I don't have to, you know, question or get anybody else's permission. I can change their schools. We could move to Dubai if we wanted to, you know, we, I have the freedom to do whatever now. Forget what's going on in his head. I want to know what's going on in his family's head. That's what I want to know. Like, even if he's had a mental breakdown, what, did the whole family have one at once? Right, exactly. That's crazy, right? I mean, my dad is like, he's just baffled. Like, no one, no one that I know. They're like, I, my parents would never. Grandchildren are so special. And they, they were very close. So it's just, it's mind boggling. What could he have told them? that would make it okay for him to want to disappear and make them cut communication. I literally thought that I've thought that and I was like, did what did he tell them that like, these aren't really his kids. Like I had had an affair and these are, it's very clear that they're not, they look exactly like their father. It's very clear. I don't know. It's weird. It's very, very, very weird. You know, we just went through a pandemic. I was thinking, do they even know? Like I could be sick. They could be sick. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody seems to really care. So this is the thing. It's not like Selling Sunset is a secret show that nobody sees. They've had to have seen it. They've had to see us. Isn't it the number one show right now? It was the number one reality show on Netflix. It was like in the top 10 of all reality shows of 2020. It's a huge show. So they've seen it. They know what's going on. Well, good riddance to bad rubbish is my is my view on that. <laughs> you know, unless he's he he's grateful for what he's has, I I'm just in shock. I'm really in shock. I don't even know what to say. I think you're doing an amazing job on Selling Sunset and obviously, you know, killing being both parents. And sometimes you're right, you know, like I have other girlfriends of mine as well that, you know, when you're tied to an asshole of a man, you can't move. You have to do what they say. I guess at least, you know, the upside is to this, that you are fully in control. You have, you were going to have children that worship the ground you walk on. That's for sure. And understand exactly what you sacrifice to give them the life they have. 
and you know you'll be a real unit you know probably tighter than ever and that's pretty amazing yeah they're good kids and honestly it's like everything they've been through you know the past couple years if I were to say oh they're completely delinquent and they're failing school and they have no friends and they're not social and they're you know these like little terrible children people will be like makes sense like there's a reason but they're not they're so they're thriving and they're funny and they're kind and such awesome kids I mean they really are kids really are resilient everybody says oh, kids are resilient they're re- they are and I wish they didn't have to be such but they're just yeah they're good and there's something about children obviously they adapt to every situation they're put into and you know when they see that they need to help you or whatever sometimes I, I feel my daughter was put on earth I went to see a psychic actually one of these once and she said that you know you didn't choose your daughter she chose you she was here she's Mm -hmm. been put here to take care of you and I believe that sometimes you know with past lives and all these things sometimes they really are more mature than you give them credit for and you don't know where these where it comes from but it just does from within within when they need it and my daughter gives me pearls of wisdom sometimes and I love that yeah it's amazing and I it sounds to me like your kids are like that and I think you know actually this is a very strong message obviously this is not a common story so maybe this won't be such a takeaway for a lot of people because um this is a rarity but I mean it is and it isn't I mean maybe this way it is but you know people get ghosted it's dealing with it it's how you deal with it I really love that you've made peace with it as much as you can make peace with something like this and just I think the best thing you can do is exactly what you have done which is just stand back now and said he doesn't want to be found because I think in a way it may even be worse if you find him and then he rejects you again to your face look even if he showed up tomorrow he doesn't have it's not like we're going to be like okay next week is your week and no forget it that's not happening that won't happen at this point I don't even know I've asked the kids like would they even want to go with him they're both dealing with it in different ways I think my daughter's a little more still a little more like wants to believe that, you know, maybe something's wrong and he wouldn't just do this. I think my son is just very angry. He asked me the other day if he could change his last name to Smith because his dad left my last name as Smith. I was like, hmm, I mean, maybe. But yeah, he wouldn't just get to pop back in and pick up where he left off. Not even a chance. I'm absolutely shocked that anyone could do that to anyone. I really, really, really am floored by this. I just, I think you're pretty incredible. I think your kids sound incredible and my kids can't wait to meet them. Having started this podcast, I get very different sort of, I've spoken to one woman that was kidnapped, one woman that married a narcissist. I mean, I'm sort of floored by what happens to people in the day to day. It's like shocking. But, you know, as I was saying, I had this awful feeling about yours, which is, I don't think there's anything wrong with him. His parents would have been beside themselves and they're not. Right. So I just think they're a family of total selfish assholes, sadly. And, right. you know, no, and I'm, I'm, I agree that unfortunately is something you have to come to terms with. And, you know, one day he will wander back and that's up to you guys, whether you take him back in any capacity or not. But I, you know. It's very hard one to say, but no, unfortunately, I think, you know, he's probably out there, whether he's living his best life or not, I don't know, but he's, he's definitely not incapacitated. It's bizarre. But you know what, out of this, he's made you the best version of yourself because if you weren't pushed into this corner, I'm not sure that you would have worked as hard as you have. 
to get this. You're absolutely right. And I've said that too. And I'm like, this is a crazy way universe to help me, like push me to motivate me to my fullest potential, but it, it has. So maybe that's, maybe that's what had to happen. That's a lesson because I think, I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm 45, but women of I'm my 44. 44, exactly. So like, especially in LA, we're, we're over the hill. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're over totally. the hill, but you look fucking amazing. And so to be able to do what we're doing, and I'm so proud of myself as well in this respect, like I, I didn't take that much from my ex-husband either, you know, and I'm, you know, except he does do stuff like he does all the kids completely. So I'm not saying he doesn't do anything, but for myself, I didn't even after though I was married right. for 16 years. I think it's so amazing that we, we are teaching ourselves things that longevity. So if you find a man now, great. But if you don't right now, you know, that's okay too. Cause you're doing it. You're doing it all on your own. Yeah. And to be honest, I, well, I do have a man now and <laughs> he's amazing and he's younger oh. as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> How you much know? younger? I'm like, sure you won't beat me. <laughs> he's 10 years younger than me. He's 34. Well done. So, Mine's 18. I love it. But you know what's crazy? My very best friend, and she's on the show to Mary. She's married to um, her husband, Romaine, is 14 years younger than her. I never thought I could date a younger man like my whole life. And then something happened to her. All of a sudden, it wasn't weird. It was more flattering that a younger man would still even be interested in this old, this old hag of a body. I got lucky with the genetics. So I do look younger than I am, but, um, there's something about younger men if they're not from America. I think that's the ticket. Like a younger American man is not the same as a younger European man. My boyfriend is more mature than me in ways. He's more structured and he, you wouldn't think that we were, that he was 10 years younger. He's just, he's more of a man than anyone I've ever dated. And I've dated people, you know, much older than me. So props to the European youngins <laughs> and good for us for being able to, you know, sack a young, hot dude. Yeah. And keep our minds open. You know, I think the funny thing is there I am busy trying to look younger. I had threads the other day. My face is like so tight. He came home and he's like, Oh my God, where are your wrinkles? And I'm like, <laughs> What? He goes, I love your wrinkles. I'm like, oh my Aww. God, it's so funny. That's perfect. What a, what a beautiful statement, you know? Every time I do a FaceTime or a Zoom, I take my hands and I like pull my face back. I'm like, oh, or I do a high ponytail. That's my go-to. Like, yes, it's like free Botox. <laughs> Just pull it up as high as you can. You look um, fucking amazing. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the way you dress, the way you look. You look gorgeous. You do not look oh, your age. Oh, thank you. And we are killing the game. And I'm telling you that like 40 now is the new 30. It really is. We're just beginning. Don't you feel like you're just getting going? I do. I do. Because my mindset to, I mean, look, I, I wouldn't have been able to handle this type of success even like in my 20s. I probably would have been gone nutty. It's perfect. It's a good time to be where I'm at. I'm not, I have no complaints on that. I do feel the smartest, the most mature relationships are even, you know, I was only married for two years and I look back and I'm like, we, we shouldn't have gotten married. It was one of those things like we were in love, let's get married. Nobody sat and talked about like what you really want in life and what your beliefs are. There was never that conversation. A lot of people that I know that are in the most successful relationships now, one of the two in the, in the couple has been married before. 
And I think those are always the best, most long lasting relationships because somebody had a starter marriage and they really know going into another time exactly what they want and exactly what they don't want and what they can put up with and what they can't, you know, and it really does make a difference. So you have hindsight too. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah. If I known then what I know now, (laughs) but no, it wouldn't have, everything happens in time that is supposed to happen. And yeah, I mean, as fucked up as the situation is with the kid's dad, I'm really happy in my life. So that's the only negative thing right now. And it's honestly, the longer it goes, it's, it's sort of fading and we, it's just, you know, it is what it is and we're moving and grooving. <laughs> well, for me, you're not surviving, you're thriving. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, really amazed by this story. I really, really have been blown away. I feel like I've been on a roller coaster with you. I'm not quite sure what to do with my own emotions after this, and I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, just drink. Just have wine. That's what I I do, do you drink. If you watched my show, I'm a non-crier tapper and you've made me want to go through all these emotions i want to go and find him for you and beat him up i really appreciate you doing this um podcast it's been really fascinating as i said it wasn't where i thought we were going but it was wow (laughs) i mean wow and i hope that we help anyone out there with a similar sort of story not that i think that there's many similar stories to this i hope not so thank you again i've really loved tonight thank you Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 